Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyren. Here in Honey Hollow, in the back of Dr. Corey's office, Darwin and Aranis are joined by a pair of gods, Liana and Gosrim. The halfling god is using all of her strength to take on the effects of the withering for those within the city, bone constantly growing and regressing across her body. The god of monstrosities is in his familiar, pale, four-armed gorilla form, and despite Liana's efforts, you can see patches of fur that have already turned to bone. The two of them appear to be working together to combat the withering, as evidenced by the pages and pages of notes spread before Liana and stuffed into pockets of Gosrim's leather apron. As the two of you react to Gosrim's sudden appearance, what are you feeling, Darwin, Aranus? Surprise and probably alarm. Yeah. I think I would up the alarm to, like, pure terror, but sure. Yeah. (laughs) Shock. Shock and terror. Terror is a good word. (laughs) (laughs) Which, thanks to Liana's powers, you can sense in each other. Gosram can sense it in you. And from him, you can sense surprise, to be sure. He's not expecting to see you. But also irritation at your presence. And he looks down at the both of you, and he says, Unless you're here to help, maybe it would be best if we didn't cross paths. What do you do? Uh, we, uh, we, we are here to help. I mean, in a sense. (laughs) (sighs) This is not going well already. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. I'm sticking with the answer. It was the first thing that came out. It's what we're going with. Well, I'm here to help. In practice, not just in a sense. And he's he's getting irritated more and more at you. You can see some of some of his non-bone fur start to rise up like hackles. Oh. And he takes a step forward towards the both of you. But before he says or does anything else, Liana responds. Gosram, no. These people have helped me before. I trust that they can do so again. And you feel a like a reluctance, a reluctance at giving in, like a capitulation. He doesn't want to agree with her, but he will. 
and he sighs. <sighs> if you say so, Liana, I've got bigger things to worry about than these two. I'm so intensely curious now. I like I'm trying to decide if Arnis is more terrified or more like curious to like ask the question that I really want to ask. Is he like turning to leave Gossram? No, 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 no. He's not turning to leave. He's here to he has matters to discuss with Liana. Ah. Uh hmm. <sighs> okay. How scared is Arnis right? I don't know. You got Darwin with you. What could go wrong? He's got well, no, he's got like kind of like tacitly right now got Liana's protection. So I think I think he's I think he's feeling just ballsy enough to ask this question. Okay. <clears throat> hey Gosram, was Pathox your daddy? <laughs> Is that how really that's how you're gonna word this? <laughs> yeah. That's how I'm gonna word it. He's <sighs> subject to the withering. Something happened. Oh <sighs> Why is diplomacy not a skill anymore? Because this. Because you want me to roll put diplomacy and not persuasion. That's what you want, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think like what is the best skill to roll here. But um, and diplomacy is really it. But it doesn't need to be anymore. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay. Let's just say roll persuasion, and I'll just have a higher DC than normal. Oh, gee, thanks. Mm, I got a 23. He was no more my daddy than he was your mommy. But, but yes, oh. we were connected, if hmm. that's what you mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like you 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 you're a in a sense that I would be too. You're a child of chaos. What about it? Are there are there any other gods that are children of chaos i thought you were here to help i am information is helping and i have information for her too but this is a new development i didn't know that gods would be subject to the withering and so i want information hmm well why don't you do what you came here for and then we can decide if uh, if you need more answers fine i turn back to liana <laughs> he's gonna be a bit of a jerk he still doesn't like you you've that's you fine. Heard his his creations. He he doesn't have to like me. We don't like him either. No. no Darwin sticks his tongue out. Hey, Darwin. <laughs> yeah. He is eyeballing your leg. <laughs> oh man. He's has some sort of interest in it. Uh oh. But we can get back to that in a moment. Um. Arnis, you were going to say something to Liana. Yes. So uh, I need you to tell me what you make of this statement. We were told that basically the cause of the withering is that the ties between Pathox and the Children of Chaos have been like severed, basically like a boat getting unmoored. And that unless those are like reconnected, that the all the, I guess, to continue the metaphor, all the boats that were tied to chaos will be lost at sea. <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out what do you what do you make of that statement? What does that mm. mean to you? Because I know what I think it means, but you all know more than I do. And I kind of shoot Gossram a little like glance too. Like you can chime in if you want. Oh, that Gossram can chime in if he wants. Well, just a like that I'm like, I'm not only asking her, right? He's a god too. Oh, like, just... oh, 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 I'm sorry. I took it the other way. 
like you were looking to him to back up your statements like no 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 no, no. just like i will allow you to speak if you want i'm like whoa no no that's that's not it at all just like Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Like, I, see, I see. I have an assumption that I've made about that statement, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if they have a better one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's see. So, what will Liana say? Well, I guess in in your mortal understanding, that's probably a fairly accurate analogy. The children of chaos will be lost. It's only a matter of time. I'm, and to use your to use your boat analogy, I am fighting the tide. It's only a matter of time before the tide wins. All I can do is hope that it doesn't take me with it. We've never faced this situation before. No one's extinguished a god before. They've been punished and cut out of the loop. But destruction? No. It would seem you and your friends have, well, put us in a very different and unique situation. We're pioneers. (laughs) In the worst possible sense. Yes, I'm sure there are some who would love to who'd love to study this effect and learn how to replicate it. Hmm. That is that would be dangerous. But something tells me that's not your immediate concern. No. So I've made an assumption about how to perhaps reconnect the ties that can still be reconnected. Mm-hmm. Which is, if there's a way to do it, somebody has to take up the mantle of the god of chaos, if it's still out there to be taken up. Hmm. Those ships are adrift across the seas, so to speak. How could you gather them all in time? At best, you may be able to hold on to a few, but this is all speculation here. One doesn't simply become a god. Oh, I mean, yeah, nobody said it was going to be easy. (laughs) But that doesn't mean it's impossible, right? Right, right. Let's see. I think Arnis, Darvin, gosh, from everybody else in this room, you can all feel from Liana, like from her, this isn't a reflected feeling off of somebody else. It's a sense of... uh, Despair, I think, is the right word for it. She wants your idea to be good and to work, but she's just so very worried that it won't. But that also comes from her, you know, being here in Honey Hollow and trying to figure out a way through this and past this for quite some time now and only having very marginal success at great personal cost, of course. Liana will ask you, so is this how you would help then? going to try to resurrect chaos i mean if the uh the world is literally dying without it seems like it might be necessary a gosrim he looks distracted um sorry he looks a little startled because he was distracted by darvin's leg he was kind (laughs) of leaning down and getting real close to touching it like uh not like reaching a hand out all the way but darvin i think when you when you see Gustrom looking down at your light, he's he's eyeing it with that almost childlike wonder of, ooh, this is something new and different. I want to touch it. Creepy. But he's, oh, um, <clears throat> if it saves me and it saves my children, I can support it. Not that I completely trust the two of you. And he looks back down at Darwin's leg. 
But I am fascinated by this. Hmm. Did you do this yourself? No. Hmm. Nice work on the blade and the attachment. The ghost leg thing, though, is a little weird. Yeah, you get used to it. <laughs> so who did it? Which part? It's not all the same? Nope. No, I mean, do you mean the ghost leg or the attachment? Yes. Who did them? <laughs> um, well. It's three different things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's a lot of different questions you're asking there. The ghost leg would be Corum. Hmm. In a sense. Most accurately, right? Uh, that's that's, that's an accurate way. Yeah. It's a nice, short, accurate version yeah. of it. The prosthetic mm. attachment would be these constructs that, well, you know, you don't know them. Ah, Junti's children. Makes sense. They do fine work. I'm pretty happy with it. Hmm. Would you say it's an improvement over your old leg? Over my biological leg? Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't stab anyone with that thing, so yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. I've been known to improve others from time to time. The last time I did, I seem to remember you both and a friend of yours not being too happy about it. But here you are. Fancy new leg. Interesting indeed. Not the same. How so? Um... Out of character, help refresher. What are you? What's he referring to? All the butterfly people he was making in old Barberry. Oh, butterfly people! Butterfly people got you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you said not the same, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely uh, <laughs> that's accurate. I thought it would be, but I wasn't sure what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, back in. Well, for one, they weren't consenting, and second. They had perfectly functional bodies. You weren't replacing broken parts with functional replacements. You were replacing functional parts with mismatching ones. Well, they asked for help and I gave it. Mm. Even if they didn't know they were asking me. So you claim. And as far as functionality goes, took a person who didn't have wings and, and then they do have wings. Sounds like it's fixing a deficiency to me. It's only fixing a deficiency if they're supposed to have wings and don't. Other than that, it's augmenting. <laughs> Maybe in your opinion. No, it's not an opinion. It's just that's just fact. <laughs> that's not even a good augment because you're giving them flimsy insect wings. You could give them like thick bat wings or dragon wings or like, you know, bird of prey wings. The town celebrates butterflies. I thought it only suiting. Oh, how kind. Perhaps you see a person with butterfly wings growing and ask why. I look at a person without them and ask why not. You're so strange. Given the chance to improve something, I will. (laughs) Uh, I think Liana's going to like try to interject here. Like, gosh, now's... I don't know if now's the time. (laughs) 
I'm not going to say anything one way or another about your work. You and your children, none of you deserve what's happening right now. We need to focus on the withering. Now, it sounds like these two have a very, albeit uh, simplistic, view of how to fix this. It's still something. He gives a little huff, like folds two of his arms across his chest and puts the other two on his hips. So, Darvin or Arnis, we got the attention of a pair of gods. Is there anything else that you want to talk to them about or ask them for or do well, here? I mean, I only have I only have one question left. If we're actually going to attempt to do this, you got suggestions? For what? Like, how we do it? Like, how someone attempts to become a god? Where to start? Mm-hmm. Well, the old answer would be, <clears throat> no, oh, mm, no, she can't just say that right now. I need you to roll some persuasion here. <sighs> talking godly secrets here. Can I, well, can I... Can you what? Can I, can I tell her what I know already? I mean, besides yes. the obvious, okay, so like, so... Besides the obvious, like, just kill the god and take their mantle, okay? So I, I had the opportunity to do that. I didn't. I thought it was a bad idea. Apparently, that was a mistake. So, other than that. That is the traditional way. We already know that way works. If you're looking for a different way, well, hmm. Roll persuasion again. Ooh. It's still a 15. Ooh, that's rough. It might take some time. If you would like to stay and help us go through these notes on the withering, so we can put some thought into this other request, I may be able to help you. Does that sound acceptable? Trade some help? I I hate to say this, but for how long? Uh, I'm not sure. How much time do you have? Well, we have, we have pressing related business that is going to take us to the capital. And we need to leave to do that sooner rather than later. When do you have to be in the capital by? Mm. How much time do you have until then? Anybody? Did we set a time we were going to leave Honey Hollow? Did we figure that out? We never set a time because we're moving. We never set a time when we were leaving because we we weren't just going to leave. Because we weren't staying. Because, yeah, I think the plan was just to like use this as a shortcut and get the hell out of here. I was pretty sure that that was the plan. I just wanted to confirm with mm-hmm, interested mm-hmm. party. Uh, really, we need to be there as soon as possible. I think Gosram's going to interject here and say, and just how are you planning on getting there from here? I don't know. Walk? Horse? Wagon? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, we got this far the short way, so we have to go the long way the rest of the way. Well, if you stay and help Liana... I may be able to be convinced to offer you a faster means of transport. What does that mean? Well, I do have children who can travel much faster than a horse, or who aren't bothered by things like terrain. Or we could always come to an agreement for something with yourself. No, sorry. He looks at Darwin, who's already started his body mod projects. (laughs) Yeah, not the same thing. Hmm. What do you mean? He's going to like give us wings or some shit. Faster legs. Wings. You are not considering this, Darwin. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. You can already run up walls, though. Says That's the true. bard who has, you know, the soul of a demigod in him. The flower from another god planted in his chest. Yeah, that's basically a punishment, though. 
<laughs> that was how I got out of being smited. <laughs> smote. <sighs> smote. I guess I won't let Gossam give me rings. I mean, you know, I'm not going to stop you, but just remember who you're dealing with. <laughs> I know, and Coram <laughs> may not look too kindly on that. I don't eh, know. Can ask him. I could. Well, body mod aside, like that's not the only option, but he did say if you stay and help, he may be able to offer assistance getting there faster. Ugh. Can I consult with the rest of my party? Because mm. it's primarily their business we're going to do, so I can't make this decision for them. Is your changeling friend here too, then? I didn't say that. I just said the rest of my party. Oh, well, yeah, but the last time he saw you, Vale was there. So. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm omitting. So are they not here then? I didn't say that either. Hmm. Roll deception. <laughs> Ooh, I crit. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel him like probing into your feelings through Liana's connection because he's trying to find out just who all is here, who all is not here. But yeah, you're stonewalling him pretty good. Hmm. Okay, but you're not alone. Hmm. I've got my eyes on you. But yeah, yeah, he's not going to demand an answer right now. If you need time to go speak with your party, that's fine. But does that mean we're you're kind of done here with Liana and Gosrin? For the moment, I think. Okay. Well then, speaking of party members, let's go see them now, shall we? Hey, Vale and Iolana, are you there? Oh, hey, yeah, we're part of this group. <laughs> okay. Across the city, Vale and Iolana, your experience in Honey Hollow has been far more plain. A short trip to Oleander's Oddities to better prepare for your journey to the capital, along with some quick bartering for a broken but repairable weapon, and you are on your way. The citizens look at you, knowing you're outsiders, but not sure of your purpose. As you leave the store, where are you headed? Well, Vale's been here before. Vale's going to lead Iolana towards this like stables area to see if we can't broker some form of transportation. Okay. Okay. As you head that way, go ahead and both roll perception. Oh, this is going to be a good night. All right. So Vale's perception roll is a seven. All right. And Iolana? Oh, that's not as bad. That's a 15. Okay. A 15 actually meets. So Vale and Iolana, as Vale is leading the two of you through the city up towards the stables, as you come around the turn in one of the snow tunnels, you are met quite closely from a door in the side of the tunnel by a very familiar face to Vale, but not to Iolana. Vale, you see Captain Thorn, the uh, orc mm -hmm. head of the, um, like the guards, basically, mm -hmm. whom you had previously met and had run-ins with. But I don't think she ever saw you as Vale the Changeling. That is correct. But she is less surprised by your appearance than maybe you are by hers. And after she just catches her breath for a moment. Oh, I heard we had newcomers. But here I was thinking, no, that couldn't be. No one's coming through the outpost. <sighs> but here you are. We can get to the how later. But first I have to ask, as it's my job, are you in any capacity armed? Um... <laughs> Vale's going to be a total dick here and say, looking at their missing arm, half. <sighs> so yes, then. Vale, you may remember from long ago when you first came to Honey Hollow 
that everybody had to surrender their weapons when you came in through the outpost. Mm -hmm. But times have changed. Thorne looks at the pair of you. Well, half-armed is still armed. Now, weapons are allowed in the city. Earl Moore and the mayor have allowed it. But they do all need to be registered with me. I need to know what people are armed with and how capable they are with their weapons. If the conscription attacks again, I need to deploy our forces efficiently. So, half-armed, what are you armed with? Vale says, I have on my person several daggers and two hand crossbows. Mm-hmm. And you, as she turns to Ilana, I have a single dagger and a whip. Lightly armed, unless either of you knows any magic, do you? Mm. Ilana will look to Vale at this point, like as the elder member of the guild in the conversation, mm-hmm. like for the, how do we respond? Mm-hmm. And Iolana knows that Vale's been here before. Mm-hmm. Vale states, I, I have complied with your request regarding my weapons. I don't see how my personal abilities fit into that question. Hmm. Well, simply put, I need to know if you are capable of mere support or if you can attack a threat head on. Do you protect the children or do you fight the threat? <laughs> vale says, completely cold. The threat never sees me coming. Okay, so I'll ask again. Do either of you have any magical abilities or otherwise, I won't say unnatural, but otherwise supernatural abilities that would make you an asset in a fight? Yolanda's taking the hint at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, remind me, this is a female, right? Oh yeah, Thorne's a female. She's, um, okay. oh, I have a brief description of her. Um, so you remember she is a very big and muscular orc. She has certainly not lost any of that over the years, uh, but she does have a few fresh scars and her hair is cut short, does not reach her shoulders anymore. And there's maybe a couple little streaks of gray in there, but she still is just as big and menacing as ever. Okay. So taking the hint from Vale, Yolanda is going to speak up and she says, uh, Madam Guard Captain, I, uh, I don't know how much you know of, of my race and our abilities, but we do have some innate elemental connection. So I bring that to bear when I am put in drastic situations. Mm-hmm. Kind of give it the bare minimum there. She turns back to you, Vale. Again, any magic I need to be aware of? Vale takes a breath, considers the difficulty that this woman could present them when all they want to do is get out of town and says, I may know a trick or two. Okay. Let's have both Vale and Iolana roll. I think Iolana has to roll deception, but Vale can roll deception or persuasion because Iolana's definitely lying about all of her mind powers, mm. whereas Vale is just being obtuse. Vale's deception is a 14. Mm-hmm. And Iolana? Yolanda's deception's a nice shiny eight. Ooh. <sighs> well, she says, first of all, miss, it's commander, not captain. Secondly, I have a feeling you're <sighs> I have a feeling you're keeping a few things from me, but <sighs> I'm not here to start any trouble. 
But based on what you've told me, I don't think I would want to put you on the front lines in an attack. But it will be noted that you are more than just your weapons. She pulls out a notebook, like a little journal, a little leather-bound journal. She opens it up, and this is basically just a track of everybody, how they're armed, how she rates them, what she thinks they can be depended upon to do in the instance of a fight. <sighs> okay. Your names, please. How do I how do I call you if I need you? Vale looks at her and just says, you can call me the changeling. Okay. And with this, how quick Vale provides that, Iolana takes a nod and says, and you can call me the Genasi. <sighs> she sighs a bit, exasperated by you. Luckily, you're the only changeling and Genasi in town that I'm aware of. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Do note that any failure to comply with this registration or with a call to arms is an automatic week in the well. No exceptions. We can't afford to take any more losses. Things are hard enough as it is. I trust the two of you aren't pacifists. So if the alarm is raised, you will be expected to contribute. And as she says, this Yolanda simply adds that if the alarm is raised, the odds are we will not be here. We are simply passing through. And when are you leaving? As soon as physically possible. I see. Well, the least you can do then, when you do leave, is to inform the guard station there so I can mark you off and not expect you to come to our aid. That we will do. Mm -hmm. Now then... I thank you for complying so far. Before I let you go, I would like to know, though, how did you sneak in? Just passing through is one thing, but it's not often people just sneak in. Are you hiding from somebody? Looking for some religious guidance? Some jazz music thing? What? We're very literally just trying to get from here to another place. Uh, this is Vale speaking. Mm -hmm. We did not intend to sneak in. We uh, we were able to arrive through a connection that we had to Adriana Balfall back in Capris. Oh, oh, I remember her daughter, Sicarius. She was very helpful. Haven't seen either of them for some time. Are they well? Uh, Yolanda will speak up at this point and say, uh, the last time... We saw them, the withering had taken its toll. That's a shame. Sicarius was especially helpful. It was a lot of her work that has helped Liana get to where she is now. It's always a shame to lose an ally. Have they at least been respectfully buried, memorialized, or anything? Yolanda mm. continues. They were in a room in a cell where many who had succumbed were being collected. A cell? Like a prison? Is a collection of rooms. A cell is an, I mean, monks live in what they call cells too. It's just a room. It's a term for a room. <laughs> <laughs> She's a guard. She's a commander in the guard. She hears cell. She thinks prison. No. Yeah, I know. And Iolana <laughs> is an intelligent person who's read a lot, who's arguing semantics and vocabulary right now. Oh, she's the worst. <laughs> um, oh, good. I wouldn't want to see either of them in any sort of trouble with the law over what they've done. 
But the withering has hit hard. We did lose quite a few before Leon was able to step in. Hopefully no more. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you've answered all of our questions with far less of conflict than I would have thought. Yeah. Well, the changeling and the genasi. While you're in town, we expect you not to stir up any trouble and to come to the call if trouble is brought to us. Other than that, the staples are down that way. And she points down the tunnel. And if you need anything, find me or one of the guards, and we will assist you. With uh, that, Ilana looks to Vale. Vale gives Ilana a nod and says, then we'll be on our way. And they begin to go toward the stables. Very well. Commander Thorne will head off the other direction towards the center of town. She has gotten a promotion since last you saw her. Hmm. Okay. Vale and Ilana, you make your way through the city, through the tunnels, through some buildings until you find yourself to the entrance of the stables. There are a number of wagons here, each of which is pulled by either a horse, maybe two horses, and there are some there are some donkeys in here for pulling smaller wagons or carts. And I believe there is a stable hand about. And Vale, you see a familiar face. It is Castor who is assisting in the stables here today. He was the young man who was uh, romantically involved with Mayapple before her unfortunate mm-hmm. passing. You got him food. You helped mm-hmm. him through a very tough time. But that was Kara. He does not know Vale. Mm-hmm. So he's just brushing down a donkey. Vale looks to Iolana, knowing that uh, she tends to be better, or at least better equipped to talk to people, and gives Iolana mm-hmm. the nod. Uh, and Iolana takes a moment and prepares herself, using her psychic focus, give herself proficiency in persuasion. Ooh. Okay. And then walks over to the dude. All right. Yeah. Castor is brushing down a donkey. He's humming a, a very soft tune as he does so. Just like, <laughs> brush, brush, brush. <laughs> so as he's kind of sitting there humming to himself, Yolana just kind of does one of those like, <clears throat> clears her throat. Doesn't want to spook the boy. The boy. Okay. Castor's in his mid 20s. He's a little lithe. I would say he's the most muscular of orcs, but he's not out of shape. He turns, brush in hand, wipes a bit of sweat off his forehead with the back of his hand, turns, smiles at the pair of you. Oh, hey, strangers. I think I saw you uh, earlier in town. What what brings you here? What can I do for you? Well, young sir, uh, we are passing through and hoping to broke passage or at least find a way to purchase uh, means of transportation. Can you real quick remind me how old is Iolana? She's in her forties. Okay, okay. I just wanted to know, like, how demeaning Not this young sir at all. was. No, no. Okay. <clears throat> well, if you want to book passage on a wagon, you'd have to talk to the owners of the wagons. But if you're looking to just acquire some steeds, I might be able to help you out. Can I ask which it is? Are you just looking for a ride? Or are you looking to have your own horses? And Iolana makes an executive decision for the group and says, it's probably best that we have our own means of transportation. Well, okay. Uh, We do have a few to spare here. Are you heading south, east, west, north? We're heading to the capital. Oh, that is not a short ride. You're definitely going to want some hardier amounts then. Are you going to need the speed of a horse, or would donkeys be fine? 
Um, we would prefer to move as quickly as possible without risking the mm-hmm. animal's health. He looks at the pair of you. Are you, do you each need your own horse or the two of you going to ride together? We'll need two for ourselves and two more. We have uh, additional companions that will be joining us soon. Four. Oh, Whew. he like looks around and he's like doing some tallying in his head. Um, I mean, I could certainly broker the deal. I just got to get permission from the boss for a significant number, especially for horses that aren't going to be coming back by the sounds of it. Not anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't like, oh, hey, we're going to go for a few weeks and then come back in a few weeks after that. Who knows? Who knows? Hmm. Well, have you got other business in town? Mm, No, this is the only business we have. Okay. Um... Yeah, I just have to ask Alisum. Uh, she's kind of in charge of every, all the animals coming in and out as far as you know, which ones are available for sale, and uh, making sure that we have enough to serve our needs. Um, she's not here right now, but uh, it's getting on closer to the afternoon, so I think I know where to find her. If you're in a rush, we could go and talk to her now. Mm-hmm. We've gotten everything we need, right? So we don't need to go get any other supplies. As far as I know, you're covered on supplies. Hmm. And you said it's about the afternoon, right? It's getting close to the afternoon, yeah. Like We're getting closer to lunchtime. Yolana is going to look at Vale, and even though they don't actually have to speak out loud to them, kind of walk over to them, because Vale would have hung back a little and kind of Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. hey you know this is going to take some time it might not be a bad idea to spend the evening here and get a fresh start in the morning we don't want to be traveling in this part of the world at night there's a lot of night in this part of the world <laughs> well i mean yeah right but like fresh start's not a bad mm-hmm. idea they'll nod and kind of give her uh Iolana the the go ahead and so Iolana will go back and go why don't you uh go arrange with your boss and we will return tomorrow morning and finalize the deal before we leave oh okay um so no rush then we just give you some time to work it out and give us some time to be freshly rested when we take off okay um have you seen much of the town yet Uh, not not much but i'm the people i'm traveling with have have been here before so or some of the people i'm traveling with have been here before Okay, well, if they haven't taken you yet, I highly suggest Sweet Williams. Good drink, decent food. Sometimes you get a show. Our very own Quince is playing tonight if you want to go watch him. He's uh, he's pretty fantastic with that piano of his. Well, if we have time, we may take that take mm-hmm. that in. Thank you for your suggestion. And Yolanda's is kind of awkwardly trying to play the like chummy traveler role, which is not really her thing. Mm-hmm. And then says... We, uh, we will see you in the morning to finalize our purchase and be off. He looks at Iolana and says, if you do end up at Sweet Williams tonight, maybe I'll see you there. And he gives Iolana a little wink. <sighs> Whoa. <laughs> um, I think Iolana may honestly blush at that a little. She's not used to being hit on. Um, and then walks away kind of pulling her hood over her head, like awkwardly. Um, okay. And we're off to try and find uh arnis and darvin okay i think you knew they were headed towards the doctors so let's go back in there now hey arnis and darvin hey hey 
How are things going with Gosserman and Liana? Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you said you wanted to go and talk to your companions about mm-hmm. potentially getting aid from Gosserman. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you're leaving the doctors as well? Yeah, that was kind of my thought. Like we knew they were going to talk to somebody about horses. So Mm -hmm. we would just sort of start to head that direction. It's good to see a guy about a horse. (laughs) Yeah. In which case, I think everybody meets up in the town square area. There's that sun orb that's on a nice little pillar. stays nice and warm in here. And there's folks walking around. It's like walking through town, not just like doing laps in the town square. Although there may be an elderly couple doing so. So yeah, given what's happened now with Liana and Gosfrey, and the purchase of horses that is being brokered through Castor now, what do you guys do? You all have so much information to share with each other. Vale, as we they regroup, is just going to kind of spit it out like data mine style and be like, so we've arranged for horses in the morning. The thought being that a good night's rest before we take off on what will be a long journey is not a bad idea. We did bump into the captain and had to report our skills and weapons, but don't believe that that should be an issue. We've got the rest of the afternoon and the evening before we take off. So I have a proposition that you might not like, but it may get us to Vermilion faster than a horse, um, if you can swallow it. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Liana is not the only god in Honey Hollow. Gosserm is here. <laughs> and while Vale doesn't say anything, you kind of see their jaw tighten. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't say anything. Gosserm said that if we can aid them in their work to try to fight the Withering, that he he might get us away to the capital. It's faster than a horse. Or alternately, like he'll just put wings on you if you want. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm, I'm done making deals and Vale continues and working for gods. Nothing good comes of it. The best thing that's come out of it was, was, isn't always has a stipulation that ends up backfiring and still waiting for the other shoe to drop with the deal I had to make to with Corum. So if it's something you want to do, go for it. But with two gods in town, I'll be laying low. Well, I mean, if like, if you're not going to do it, then we can't do it. Like, if you're not okay with accepting the help, then we can't do it. Because what's the point of, like, say, like, Darwin and I accepting this deal and then arriving in Vermilion like, two days before you? Like, what good does that do anybody if we're on faster animals? I understand that. I'm just saying simply I'm not making the decision for you. We all have our own reasons for being on this journey. Except... <laughs> what the... <laughs> ah, I have a couple name. of questions here. The first question being, Vale, have you told Darwin and Arnis what your deal with Corum is? Nope, that's the first time they've heard me mention that at all. Okay. Second, if some of you took Gostrom's help and others didn't, like you could always go slower on whatever means he provides you, if that's something that you'd be interested in. But I don't know if that is. That's up for you well, to decide. I just have to ask that question. Like, Is that something you'd be willing to do? Yeah, I mean, like, to my mind, the reason to help them would be to get a faster ride. Like, I don't believe that we would do any good with whatever it is they're working on in the limited time that we have. So, like, the only reason to help them is to get a faster ride. And if the faster ride doesn't make any difference, then there's there's no reason. Agree. Mm-hmm. You don't want answers about, like, 
ways to become a god without killing a god. Oh, god damn, it's god. I'm just saying that was like part of the things you were talking about, right? Well, yeah, but what they wanted help with, right? Wasn't it just like research about how to stop the withering? Well, it's more, yes, they wanted help with that. But like the point behind that was like, hey, you pick up their slack while they are trying to figure that out. Oh, okay. They would ask you to research how to become a god without killing a god, but they are far closer to that information than you are. So they're like, hey, you do our work. We'll do this other work. Maybe this is a Huck Finn situation and you're just painting a fence. I don't know. (laughs) But. (laughs) Huck Finn. Isn't that Tom Sawyer? Tom Sawyer. Whichever. You know. (laughs) They're the same kid. Yeah. It's (laughs) all the same. Tom Sawyer. This ain't just painting fences, though. Like, as emotionally connected as you were to the two of them. Like, it didn't seem like Liana was trying to deceive you. And you have been on good terms with her before. You brought her back from that, uh from that terrible situation up in the peaks. So that's um, just a couple questions to ask out there to put that information out there. Okay. What do you guys want to do? In which case then like, I know we need to leave like as soon as possible. Um, I'm going to go help them with as much time as I have. No one is under any obligation to come with me. (laughs) Is anybody going with Arnis? Darvin is mostly out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. What about Vale and Iolana? Sounds like Vale does not want to be in a room with two gods right now, but I have to ask anyways. Yeah, um, Vale's not going to go, but uh, Iolana's curiosity is going to get the better of her, and she's going to join. Okay. Can I ask what Vale intends to do in the meantime? Vale's going to go, and since they know where to get a room, because we've gotten a room here before. Uh, Yeah, you stayed in the hostel last time you were here. Yeah, go and get a pair of rooms for the four of us. Okay. Yeah, I think you can go meet up with Jessamine, who was running the hostel last time you were here. I'm still there. You can go meet up with her. You can arrange some things. That's going to be fine. Cool. So it sounds to me like we're going to have Aranis, Darvin, and Iolana go meet up with Liana and Gosrim, while Vale goes and takes care of some lodging for the evening. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually do want to stick with Vale for just a moment. I know I said this would be easy and you'd be able to get a room from Jessamine with no problem, but there is something that uh, I, I do want to explore just a bit since we so very rarely get Vale all alone. Vale, anything, any last things before you leave the party here? As Vale starts to leave the party, kind of very without ceremony, Yolana reaches into her satchel that she carries and hands Vale's red leather bound denouement journal back to them and just simply mm. says it's this is something you should have back very nice there's probably some uh, a lot of missing content that could be added to that now mm-hmm. okay so veil we go through the city back up to the hostel where you remember staying last time it was run by jessamine a very nice orcish woman and she is there as an orc of course she should be suffering from the withering but thanks to liana's interference uh, it is nowhere near as widespread as it should be, but you do see some desiccation across her up an arm on the side of her face. She walks a little slower than she used to, but she still greets you with a smile. Hello, traveler. Something I can do for you. Yes, I, I would like two rooms for the evening. I have a few other companions that will be coming back later. I see. Well, that should be easy enough. If you'll follow me, I can show you to a couple of rooms. Do you... Do you want them next to each other, or does it matter? Uh, Next to each other would be preferred. 
Okay. In which case, she walks you past a couple of rooms, up some stairs. The first room at the top of the stairs, she stops. She motions to the door, says, Now, Liana wasn't able to stop the withering for everybody. So there are a few in here um, that we have in, I don't want to say entombed in this room, but um, uh, there are a few in this room at rest. Most times nobody comes in here, but occasionally a friend or a family member comes to pay respects. If you see any of them, we just ask that you be mindful. It's a sensitive topic. Okay? Yes. Okay. This will take you farther down the hall to a pair of rooms. They're not fancy, but if all you need is a place to sleep for the night, these two should do you. And we can settle up in the morning. Sound good? That sounds wonderful. Sound, no, that's not That's not Veil. Um, <laughs> that's acceptable. Okay, that's more Veil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She hands you a pair of keys. If you need anything, anything at all, just come ask me. I'll be downstairs. Thank you. Okay. She'll turn and leave. So what is Vale going to do with the rest of the day? Mm, as tempted as Vale is to go do something to those bodies that have been laid to rest, Vale knows how poorly things went last time they were in Honey Hollow <laughs> and is not going to take any risks. And so they're going to simply take this opportunity and like some old school spy stuff, almost like they're going to get in the room, drop their pack, shut the door, lock it, and then like wedge a dagger like in that like door frame slot to like really jam the door shut so that like mm -hmm. you ain't getting in the room easily right they've picked up a few tricks in their time in quorum's realm and are defaulting to those sorts of things automatically and then once they've settled that and kind of taken their cloak off they're really simply going to sit with their journal and start chronicling pretty much from the last entry they placed as far as they can get before sleep takes them. Mm -hmm. Back to the rest of the party then. Ilana, Darwin, Aranis, are we heading back to the doctors? Yes, that's my plan. Yep. Okay. Ilana's following. Dr. Corey lets you in. Hmm. Back so soon, huh? And you brought a friend. Is she in good health? Yes. Oh, well, that's good to hear. You, uh, Back to visit Liana again, I guess. Back to help if we can. Well, God's speed then. Hmm. Just motion to the door, like, go ahead. Cool. Off we go. Alrighty. So, Iolana, you've not had a chance to experience this before, but as you enter the room back here with Liana and Gosrim, you're hit by that wave of pink energy, and you are all of a sudden opened up to everybody's emotions here in the room. What are you feeling? Emotionally? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think anybody who's going to feel um, Ilana's emotions are going to instantly feel like a focused sense of like emotional control. Like part of the training of who she is, is a lot of like control it all and funnel it and channel it. And mm -hmm. so there's a lot of just like forced neutrality. But like if you're really searching, there's just a soupçon of like fear for her father buried underneath all of that. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's sweet. That's sweet. Okay. And then kind of coupled with it, some anger. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about Darwin? What is Darwin feeling now? Now that things are progressing? Sort of annoyance slash disdain. 
Goss room. <laughs> he eyes you. Arnus, how about you? I think I think that Arnus is finally feeling like a sense of direction, right? Like in purpose. Like he's kind of been like wandering around since we left the Grayscape, trying to like latch on to any idea that might help him. And he's finally got a little bit of like calm direction, right? Between this and the whole going to free Elana's father, just like, all right, I have a heading. Okay. And so the three of you can all feel this coming off of each other. You can sense Liana's uh, appreciation at seeing you three come back, or at seeing the two of you come back with a friend. Gosram, however, sensing Darwin's annoyance, just reflects that right back at you. <laughs> all three of you, just, great. These people are here to help, but they don't like us. These <laughs> people are jerks. <laughs> and Liana says, you came back much quicker than I expected. And Gosram turns and still reflecting some of that annoyance. Have y'all made a decision? Do you want my help or not? Yes. And yes. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blocklin for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at DibberMusic.com and on Twitter at DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrim.